Don't get old, Jerry. That's why I'm doing yoga and squash. Oh, dude. When I got up in those pedals, I hurt my right shoulder. Oh. Good Monday morning, guys, and welcome to Real Talk with Keith Smith, presented by Yes Realty Partners and Keller Williams Alliance. Thank you kindly for joining us on the I Love Seville Network, a show that has now added the Threads platform to its reach. The network legitimately is growing in size and has grown in size by roughly 5,800 people in the last five days. Think about that. Um, a lot we're going to cover on today's program as we're absolutely exploding here um, with reach and awareness. Keith Smith is going to give some numbers for neighborhoods, and I'll tell you what, the appreciation for inventory and houses and the car footprint over the last five or six years is startling. Startling. Judah Wickhauer, our director, literally live on every social media platform, and we archive the show on every social media platform for your enjoyment later. You're looking at the future of the news and connection business in real time on the I Love Seville Network. Judah Wickhauer, two shot, my friend Keith Smith is going to tell a story about a bear. <laughs> about a bear. And it doesn't involve porridge. Oh, <laughs> no doesn't porridge. involve porridge. It doesn't involve porridge, and there's not a little bear and a mama bear. and a, Actually, there was a mama bear. No, I, I uh, as everybody's been talking about it, I'm doing my taper down because on next weekend I'm doing a 206-mile bike ride between Seattle and Portland. So I was doing my little taper ride today out in the country and came around, came across a mama bear and her two cubs crossing the road. So I slowed down a little bit just to kind of give her some space and let her do her thing. And, and she crossed the road, got her cubs into the woods, thought I was fine. And then in the corner of my eye, out came a bear out of the woods and stood up on its hind legs and let me know I was there. She was there, excuse me, and that I needed not to be there. Uh, and I can assure you, those of uh, like Quinton and other folks that that ride on on cycles, I got up in those uh, pedals and went through the gears, and I went from about five or six miles an hour to 35 real fast. Uh, but yeah, it was interesting. It was one hell of a way to get your heart rate up and get your day started. But all she wanted to do was let let me let her know she was there, and I needed to stay away from her cubs. I love it. I love come, it. Come ac come across a. A bear in the middle of a bike ride. B.J. Berglund watching the program in Troy, Virginia. He works for Sun VA Solar. Um, hey. Yes, for those that are acting, Denver Riggleman on the show at 12.30 p.m. today. Neil Williamson and Kevin Yancey, I will get to your comment. I see Charlottesville City Hall watching the program. Four real estate firms on the show as we speak. We will get to numbers on the show in a matter of moments. Judah Wickhauer, props to you. The network is on effing fire, guys. Keith Smith, where do you want to be? Yeah, so so I think on Friday we were talking about HOAs, right? And what I wanted to do over the weekend is I took a little bit of a look into homeowners associations. I, I in fairness to Judah, I gave him his slides a little too late, so I don't think we can get him up during during the show. Which slide? He's got them. Oh, you got them. So, so HOA slide number one and HOA slide number two, but we'll start with number one. Was the bear at the lake? Stephanie Wells Rhodes is asking from the interstate. Oh, uh, no, no. Nahor Manor Road. 
So it's around. So it, it, if you got to know Fulvana County around the lake, it's uh, it's one of the roads off of Na- uh, off of the intersection of Nahor and Fifty Three. It was Nahor Manor Road, and, and Stephanie, if you know the road at the end, there's a. Oh, Stephanie knows Fulvana County well. And I know she does. At the end of it is is a roundabout. Is a roundabout. Is a cul-de-sac. And I turned around the cul-de-sac, and the next thing you know is I had a bear in front of me with his two mamas. But, you know, she said, Yankee, go home, and that's what I did. John Blair says, please tell Mr. Smith he needs to be careful on those, bus, on those bike rides. Yeah. You and Mr. Smith, thank you very much. But, uh, yeah, you know, you use your head. I said good morning. She said good morning to me on our hind legs and our paws up high just to make sure that I knew that she was there. And... I put it into gear and got that bleep out of Dodge real fast. Uh, this is from Jonathan Glasso. It sounds like the Fluvanna County that Chris Fairchild wants to keep. <laughs> uh, it's funny you should say that. Uh, Chris Fairchild and I uh, trained for marathons together on this road. So uh, he knows this road very well. I haven't had time to tag him. I wanted to tag him and tell him the story about, about the bear. He may have sent that bear after me now that I think about it. He may have done that. Um, so, H- so HOAs, guys, right? So we want. We were talking on Friday about, you know, will HOAs be better, worse? And what I wanted to do was take a look at the trend from 2015 to now on, you know, the volume. W- what sold more, homes that were in HOAs versus homes that were not? So uh, I think Judah has slide number one up on that. So it kind of shows you up and down. Is, is that over the last nine years on average slide? No, no. The first slide is this slide. Okay. okay. Right. Second slide is that slide. Got it. Got it. We're doing this real time, guys. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, Judah Wickhauer is on the fly. But if you do me a favor, Judah, yep. if you go to slide two, and this is, will tell the story on it, that in over nine years, 37% more homes sold that were located in HOA. So there's 37% more homes in the car footprint. So this is everything. This is single family attached detached new construction they sold 29 percent faster so if you had an hoa home you sold your home 29 percent faster than if you did not and you sold it for 17 percent more than if it wasn't in so the bottom line is hoa homes there's more sales they sell faster by 29 percent and you make an extra 17%. So this is an average over over nine years from 2015. But I never really actually did the numbers to this weekend, and I did the numbers. And uh, we're going to get uh, Judah, uh, if he's got the time today, to put him up on Keith Smith, a uh, real talk with Keith Smith under the market thing so people can take a look at what the HOA numbers were. But- Put the, put the HOA neighborhoods up there. I, I'm, I'm putting this on Twitter. There's some folks on Twitter that hate on the HOA neighborhoods. Hate. Hate. They need to see this data. If you're in an HOA neighborhood and the car footprint, you're dominating non-HOA neighborhoods. It, 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 I'm not, this is not good or bad. This is just numbers. If just you num- own a home. This is just numbers, right? Yeah. 100% right. You know, it, if you do not want to be in an HOA, it, none of these numbers matter, Right. It's just a, a statistical fact that 37% more homes sell if they're in an HOA. Again, this is all of the car footprint. This is the slide right here. That's the slide. All of the, slide car, all of the car footprint, they sold for 29% faster, so they were less on market by 29%, and they sold for 17% more. Now, these are average numbers, guys. This, 
high, low, or like I didn't do median. I just did straight up, straight up average. So you know, it's um, and if you're in an H, that's 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 the reason there's a lot of HOAs. But if you're in an HOA, those are your numbers, brother. Um, I made the comment, and I've made this comment for years. The value proposition of HOA neighborhoods will never be stronger as upzone percolates the news cycle. So I think that's part of the reason I did this, Jerry, was is that it's always been Well, get ready that for way. what's going to yeah, happen. I, I, I think you're... Yeah, I, I think you're going to see these trends kind of stay the same. I don't think you're going to see 37 to go to 60 or 70, 70%, simply because there's not enough of them, right? There's not enough of them, right? The math, the, the math so isn't going to So if there's not work. enough of them, the ones that do exist will... Yeah, but they always were. That's, that's the point I'm making. From 2000, at least for the last nine years, you were o always going to be a little bit higher than a non-POA or HOA, you're going to definitely sell faster because people want them, to your point. Kelsey Stevenson says, we watch the program routinely. We understand what you guys are saying from an HOA standpoint. We also understand what Jerry is saying from an upzoning standpoint. Regardless if upzoning comes to fruition or not, people are talking about it where we live, and that's why we're targeting HOAs. Yeah. So, um, so the question, the question, the point I'm trying to make is, they're going to be there. They're going to increase. Your, of course, it's probably going to go up because that's what people want. But some people don't, right? You know, uh, one of the hardest things to find, the reverse of this number, Jerry, is if you want to find a home that's not in an HOA, right? It, that's, that's actually a hard thing to find, right? People don't want to live in an HOA and finding that. I just wanted to take a hard look at just numbers and say, okay, what is selling more? Right for how much faster if, and by how much more. That's all this breaks down to. Um, this question has come on the feed, and it's a very good one. Thank you for asking this question, Spencer. If they're so hot, why aren't there more of them? Well, that's back to the inventory problem, right? That's back to that's back to what we're going to hopefully achieve on the twelfth or start anyway on the 12th on the developer incentives for Albemarle County. You know, they're difficult to get approved. The other, the other issue is Spencer, Spencer, right? Yeah. The other issue, Spencer, is if you're going to do any developments anymore above the buy right, it has to be in an HOA. Green, Nelson, Louisa, Fulvana, Albemarle, even, the, even Charlottesville. If you're, not going, if you're going to develop a piece of land that is not by rights. In other words, like in Fulvana County, it's five, right? Maximum five division rights. If you go above that, it must have an HOA. The county ordinances require it. But the process is so long. We've talked about this before, right, Jerry? You know, the project I did at the Acres at Lake Monticello took me six months to get approved, HOA written, put together, put a bulldozer on the, on the job site. The Colonial Circle right now, we're in our seventh year, and we quite have, they're not quite ready to uh, start selling. It's probably going to be either the tail end of this year or the beginning, the beginning of next year. So that delta is huge. It's expensive, difficult, half a million bucks minimum. Uh, John Mateus, a realtor on Threads. Hello, welcome to the Threads. program. Yay. Uh, Martha Fruhoff on Threads. I welcome got a to down, the program. I got a Linda download Forum, that. Claire Kaplan, Aaron O'Connor, Aaron Ridley, Melissa Young, Sam Johnson, Austin DeButch, Julie Marie, 
all on Threads. Welcome to the program. Threads, jump in the mix with questions. Happy to relay them live on air as we expand our network um, and get more reach and more visibility. Um, I'm going to throw this to you here. Your expectation with how upzoning and whether or not it happens or not is going to drive the news cycle because we now have a council that is 100% pro-upzoning. It's going to be undoubtedly in the news cycle. This show dominates the news cycle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, we saw that what happened with, with our coverage of a certain company and how our coverage literally created a story in the Daily Progress. Yeah. You saw that. The entire community saw the influence there. Okay, so what I'm going to do on this network, certainly on the 1230 show, is talk upzoning mm-hmm. because council is going to make this a priority. Lloyd but, Snook is coming on yeah, our show. Yeah, yeah, so, you know, it's going to happen. Okay, so, yeah. so the, it's going to happen. You will get it. I think it's going to be tweaked a little bit. Those tweaks are what's really going to be on the table at the moment. How's the perception impact things? Uh, yeah, you know, that's a great question. I don't know, I have an answer to that. So how do you think the perception is impacting the market? I think the, the upzoning perception is going to dominate the news cycle. Certainly. Well, I get that, but how is yeah. it going to – How is it? It's going to ha- drive folks to HOAs even more. Okay, but by how much more? The, the problem is, is there's nothing to buy, right? You're at 69 new units. So if there's nothing to buy in the little inventory that is available to purchase, what is going to happen to that inventory that's available to purchase? Yeah, well, it's going to happen anyway. It's going up in price. So – all these little pieces are just adding to the inventory crunch, adding to the price crunch, right? Adding to prices increase. It's funny. I haven't had a chance to, to do it yet, Jerry. But remember somebody taught me how to take pictures of, oh, yeah. the, of the thing? Yeah. Well, I'm actually writing down the, this in my little cork book because I don't have a black book. I'm not allowed to have one. I got a cork book. Cork book. Not Eric Gunderson, hello, the real estate investor. But I'm actually writing down all of the numbers on that for a future future show so we can create a chart on how much, new, week over week, how much new units came on the, on the market. This is, this is why I've said on numerous times on the show, remember we talked about the other day that in 2020, right, we'll, we'll look at Glenmore here in a little while and take a look at the 2020 stats, but we predicted the V, right, in the real estate market. This is not going to be a V. This inventory, this current market scenario we're in at the moment is going to kind of stay flat along the bottom. It might pop up and down, right? We might have a little bit more inventory one week, a little bit less the following week, but it's going to do that for, I think, another five, pardon me, plus years, because we've got to make up the shortfall from the time of great unpleasantness. And, and it's, is it, there's an interesting chart that it's going to be difficult to explain, but I actually put together quarter over quarter from 2003 to 2013. So, uh, Judah. Front of the program, Jerry Ratcliffe, hello. See, Welcome to the program. See that slide right there? Is that one of these ones? That you've yeah, it's in there. Okay. It's in there, buddy. It's in a zip file. So what, what I put together was the uh, car footprint total sales quarter over quarter from 2003 to 2013. And thank you. Thank you. So if you take a look at it, forget about the numbers and all that stuff, Jerry, but if you take a look at this, what, what, look, look at that right there. 
What's that? What's going on right there? Uh, is that when you switched to Paragon and there was a glitch in the system? And it's a time of great unpleasantness. Okay. Right? So this, this, and then over here was back in 2003, which is matching somewhere where we are at, at, at the moment. So that hole in the middle there is, is what we need to fix. And it's going to take a bunch of years to go ahead and do this. And Jerry's fingers are on fire. Right. The show's on fire. I mean, it's on fire. Um, Did that make we'll any sense? You, threads will get you in the mix here in a matter of moments. Vanessa Parkhill, early school hey, below. Johnny Ornalis, thank hey, you Johnny. for sharing the program. Um, Jason Howard on Rio Road. We'll get to your question here in a matter of moments. Lonnie Murray, I'm hey, very Lonnie. curious of your take on this. Jill Cowherd, hello. Olivia Branch in Keswick, hello. Andrew Vaughn, hello. Juan Sarmiento, hello. Eric, jump in the mix here, man. You're a real estate investor. What's your take? Brittany Gray, Stanley Martin, hello. Aaron King in Scottsville, Jamie Turner, hello. Aaron Johnson, the entrepreneur, hello. Dino from Dino's hey, Woodfire Dino. Pizza, hello. Dino. Johnny Garber, the chef, Kipasa, and welcome to the program. Richard Averett, one of Nelson County's finest, hello. Um, so so to, to your point, what Charlottesville is about to do will impact... Undoubtedly. It, it will impact... Especially as we cover it. It'll impact the market across the board. But that's always the case. As Charlottesville went or didn't go, it impacts Havana, it impacts some of the green and so forth and so on around it. Will there be an uptick in HOAs? Uh, probably. You know, is it going to be more than 37%? It might be 40 It might be 45%. We won't know until we run the numbers a, a year from now. But to put this in context, they may adopt this at the end of the year, but it's not going to get implemented for quite some time. No, I totally agree with this. But, but the perception, the, I'm I got, business, I got it. I, I'm in the business of managing perception. I, I, I get there's it. No one that does it better in this 300,000 person market than us. I, I, I get the it. Perception as this dominates the news cycle is undoubtedly going to push people to neighborhoods where they're looking to preserve some space yeah. and quality of life. I've said this for years, and I will stay on this mountain. So, so, so that perception thing was what I was trying to talk about on Friday when we were viewing the numbers on Friday, when we took a look at that our sales volume for the first half of this year is actually below the same period in uh, 2020. What was going on in 2020? That was a huge thing, a perception, right? What was going on, reality. We had, um, we had COVID. Right, and we're actually below that. And you know what? Other than what you and I are talking about, not too many people are talking about that. Right? That's a just think about that. We are have a volume less now than it was in 2020 when the world was ending. Right? But we were on we were on a V. Right? Down, back up, and it happened. But we know why the volume is down now. It's it's down because of a decade of not building. That's, I don't think that's the main factor. Oh, it's, it's a huge part I of I think it's part of it. It's not the main factor. I think the main factor is... So I, me, I, tw I retweeted um, this from... Uh, it was the Forbes mortgage expert. And Scott Morris, who's watching, has called it dead inventory. Yeah. yeah. So many of us secured, including yours yeah, truly, yeah. an interest rate below three, below sure. two, but yeah. not, not below two. I'll yeah. say below two and a half below three or below four. The 30-year fix with good credit is at seven. I think it actually is a little over seven now. Okay? Who is going to trade 
a two and a half, a three, or a four for something that's seven plus. Unless you have to. So 52 of them folks did it in the last seven days, right? 52 so, out of a 300,000 person market? No, no, but that's only in one week, my friend. Still. Yeah, yeah. But, but the reality of it is these things are never just one thing, right? Sure. Right? So, yes, you're 100% right. Uh, on the flip side, I think you're going to start seeing mom and pop investors start getting out of the getting out of the rental onesies and twosies and rentals. So you're going to start seeing a little bit of inventory creeping in on that. Why but do you these, make that comment? The, the reason it is because I've got a couple of clients that want to do that, so it's kind of up it's upticked on my radar. Devil's advocate on that statement. Here's here's the reason why. Yeah, they never saved any money for replacement of HVACs and all this stuff, and this is what's happening now with the houses, and they want to get rid of them. That, uh, that, it's starting to creep in. Devil's but, advocate but, on that. But, but, why let, would somebody let me, let me sell? Why would somebody sell a rental property when there's no property to purchase and rental rates are at basically all time highs? Because they didn't put any money away, and they don't want to put a new roof on at eighteen thousand dollars. They don't want to put a new HV. VAC system at a twelve thousand because they don't have it. They don't, they, I'm just telling you, these are the ones that I'm looking at. Okay. But the point I'm trying to make is it's a it's a pendulum, right? It's a back and forth kind of thing. There's all these little components that are potentially going to creep the inventory up potentially a little bit. It also goes the other way, right? It kind of puts more more uh, restrictions on on the inventory. But the reality of it is. Let me, let me try it this way. If we didn't go from 2 million new construction units a year down to 300, and if we would have stayed two, first of all, it would have been insane during the time, great unpleasantness. But if our inventory, new construction inventory stayed up high, we wouldn't be probably having much of this discussion right now because it, it would help the overall inventory. But... Red tape needs to turn to green tape. We need to get new units in there. These people that are in the 3%, if they don't have to move, they ain't moving, right? Keith and Yona Smith, right? Got my house paid off. Do I really need to move? I don't. I got my and master bedroom. you're in the bed- game. I got my master bedroom on the main level. What I'm going to do is buy a second home, right, or, or, or more investment properties, but I'm not going to move out of my primary. I just got myself divorced. So you're, you're a mom-and-pop <laughs> investor. I just got myself into You're a mom-and-pop investor, and you're literally saying you're going to buy more mom-and-pop investment property. Because I'm smart. But now you're saying that the mom-and-pop investor is selling. I'm saying some. Didn't say all of them, but it's going to be increment. Right, your famous incremental income, in- incremental uh, revenue. These are going to be small incremental increases. It's why this inventory crunch is going to be here for a long time. Oh, no doubt. We're going to be having this conversation as long as you'll have me sitting across you from you another five years from now. If we, if we don't, if we don't get. <laughs> if you see Keith and Jerry rolling around in the street. That's because we love each other. From the beach, while you're sitting over here, Uh, but that's a topic for another day. Um, Hold it! No, 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 no. I I get to the beach much quicker than you do. Well, we're building a studio there. Um, Let's get to uh, comments that are coming. Oh, really? Good for you. you. Um, This Lonnie Murray. I'm very curious of your take on this, Lonnie. I do want to get into Glenmore, though. Very curious of your take on this, um, Lonnie. Um, Neil Williamson. I'll get to your comment here first. Let me get to Vanessa Parkhill. She's the queen of Earliesville. Vanessa, I want to give you some props. I love when you watch the program, Vanessa. When we started house shopping 100 years ago, she's joking, obviously, uh, we never thought we would buy a home in an HOA neighborhood. We did not want someone telling us what we could do with our property. 
However, we did buy in an HOA neighborhood. We learned that not all HOAs measure your grass with a ruler, and she's joking with the smiley faces there. The leadership in our HOA has historically focused on protecting the value of our homes while respecting the individuals in the community. We were young and inexperienced when we bought, but we were so happy with our home neighborhood that we never left. Earliesville Forest. Vanessa Parkhill, props and kudos to you. And that's, and, and, and I, I know. Got tons of this. Yeah, and I know that, well, the bottom line is your house is worth 17% more. Enough said. You're in an HOA, on average, from 2000 and for the last nine years, you've got 17% more value. And why is that? Because people want to be in there. But it's a slippery slope, though, Jerry. You know, look, I know, I know HOAs. I wrote enough of them in my life. And I know the rules and I know the laws. And, and you know, there's a reason why the state gives gives you, requires in the contract, it gives you the option, uh, not the option, you must, you don't have to, let me try to do this a better way. You can choose not to do it, but you will receive the HOA documents and you have X amount of days, three days to review it. And if you don't like them, you can get out. It's your nuclear get out of jail free card. It's that way because in certain, I love when you smile, certain, um, certain HOAs have certain powers that are actually greater than local government powers. Which is my whole point they, of upzoning and how they, this is going to drive value to HOA neighborhoods. No, I'm, I'm talking about on the negative side, right? So if you don't pay your dues or if you don't comply or do, or particularly dues related, they actually can foreclose on your house, right? Now, it's a long process. It's, it's, it's not pleasant, but... HOAs, that's the reason why the state gives you these three days to read all these documents, all these rules and regulations, have a tremendous amount of authority. I happen to live in the second... Lake second, second largest one in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Yeah, Behind F where? Reston. There you go. Jason Howard, when purchasing a home in an HOA, how much is the HOA required to disclose to a buyer? Finding out a few years post-close that there are hundreds of thousands of dollars in deferred maintenance and your dues are going up isn't a fun trip to the mailbox. You get all that information in your, um, in your period of vetting uh, the HOA. That's a, uh, I mean, sometimes you do and sometimes you don't. If you don't right, 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 no, 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 let, let me get this out because, because they're required to give you what they have. So HOAs... Are, are governed by the DPOR, the same thing that governs my real estate license on it. They actually, they actually have a separate um, division within the Department of Occupational Professionalism in it. And you actually can look up them, and then you, they, they're required to send their budgets and so forth and so on to there. But you're 100% right. What you're supposed to do is you're supposed to get a package back, at, back in the old day. Oh, dude. I, I, if I had a thousand bucks when after it closes and somebody says, why, why can't I do this? And, hey, did you read your POA? And they would say, no, or even worse, read your covenants and restrictions. Did you read any of this stuff? So we make sure we have this conversation with the client before the three days up. Did you read everything? Do you have any questions? And if you do, let's, let's kind of address them before our nuclear get-out-of-jail-free clock expire, expires on it. But... 17%. 17% more. They you want to put that slide back on screen, J-Dubs? They sell 29% faster, and there's 37% more of them. I mean, this right there is tangible and palpable. This is nine years of data that Keith has put together. 
And I only have 10 fingers, so you know how hard that is. Nine years of data of HOA and POA neighborhoods versus non-HOA and POA neighborhoods. 37% more homes sold in an HOA neighborhood. 29% faster sale. And for a price point, that's 17% higher. Yeah. And this does not include so the that's average. of upzoning yet. Yeah, so that's averages. But the point I was trying to make in the slide was just it was doing it anyway. It's just going gonna, gonna to go up incrementally. How much is yet to be determined. But if you're in an HOA right now, these are, these are, these are your numbers. Again, it's average, guys. It's all the jurisdictions. It's all the product. It's all a single family. This is a, this is a macro look at everything. You know, you can break it down by subdivision, by subdivision, by subdivision. But um, I'd be here for a month of Sundays doing. Nick Erickson doing on the feed. I've agreed with Jerry's take, and it's something that we're talking about ourselves in Belmont. We're unsure what is going to happen with our street. It's already tight enough from a parking standpoint, and we can't imagine more cars when we have little kids playing in the front yard. Yeah, so what we're talking about now, this is a different animal. What we're talking about now is a group of neighbors getting together on a street. No, I think he's talking about moving. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't think he's talking about uh, HOA on a street. I think he's talking about Which he can do, by the way. Moving. People can do that, right? And actually, if you really don't want anything to happen to your piece of property, why anybody would want to do this, um, I actually had lunch with Valerie Long and discussed this with her so I can speak from an expertise perspective. You can actually just put a deed restriction on your piece of property that says that, you know, nobody will ever do anything on this. Why somebody would want to do that and then tie their hands for future sale of value is, is, a, is a different story. But you could protect yourself to do that. So if, if, that's the, if the perspective on that is, is look, I'm going to sell and go into an HOA, just be a little careful because you could be trading one problem for one that might be worse. Because in an HOA, as you well know, because you live in HOAs and I definitively know that, there's things called special assessments, right? If there's an election, if there's enough people on that vote to up to dues, they can up to dues. If, you, know, you have to really take a hard look at the controlling documents or the originating documents. Let's talk about Lake Monticello. Know it intimately. You guys have been in the news left and right. (laughs) That's an interesting story. Um, Not so sure how I feel about all that. But the the covenants and restrictions which controls Lake Monticello. So Lake Monticello was trying to buy, uh, was trying to sell the old campground. It does didn't want it. It couldn't do that because it required a vote because the controlling documents the covenants and restrictions, which is buried into your HOA package, right, said that in order to sell a piece of property, you have to, I believe it was a simple majority who vote, voted. So you've got to get a simple majority of folks to vote. In order to change the controlling documents that were created in 1968, it requires two-thirds majority of 4,500 lot owners. You know, me and you will be very old men before that ever happens. You know, you, you're not going to get two-thirds of Lake Monticello decide tomorrow's Tuesday, nevertheless make it make a change. So there's a double-edged sword, right? You got to look at the at the budgets. So for instance, Lake Monticello, uh, all the amenities were in dire shape. They couldn't get the vote to happen to raise the dues to do it. So what they did was a special assessment. 
which they could do, charged everybody an X amount of dollars, raised the capital that they needed, and they went and did it. Comments? Yeah, yeah. Ready? yeah, yeah, yeah. You ready? Yeah. Let um, me sip my coffee. Do you want to? Why don't you hit the Glenmore numbers, and then we can go neighborhoods. Well, oh you know, goodness, uh, you know, on fire. yeah, yeah. So Glenmore. Um, so I, I use the same formulas, same same uh, breakdown. So um, uh, <clears throat> Judah, these will be in the Glenmore zip file, and we'll go slide one, two, three, and we'll just call them out out through four. There's a total of uh, five of them. So slide number five. Uh, excuse me, slide number one, I apologize. Slide number one is the dollar value. It's, it's taken a look at from 2015 to 2013. This is no new construction. I took it out, right? So over 2022, you're down about 71K, about uh, 8%. So you're somewhere in the 875 versus the 9 plus 9. But if you take a look at that, at that scale, it's kind I of love the scale. it's kind of sliding up. We have a little bit of a dip. Yeah, we have a little bit of dip in twenty three. One of the hottest neighborhoods in the market. But if you go Ooh, ahead, there's two L's in that. Oh, sorry, that was what I get for three o'clock in the morning doing that. Sorry about my misspelling. But if you pull down Real Talk with Keith Smith and pull down the twenty three, uh, uh, and pull into Albemarle County, you'll find that Glenmore uh, is a little bit above. Is great doing greater or doing better than the rest of of Albemarle County, but it's still some, some Glenmore agents watching. It's here. still a little, it's still a little bit down on that end of it. Um, number of homes sold. That's slide number two. Uh, Row, jump in here. We're a little bit above 2020. We're we're substantially above 2022. We're uh, 44% above 2022. If you take a look at the other. The county as a whole, this is performing very well. We're above uh, 2022, uh, and we're looking about the 2017 volume of number of units sold. Days on market is always, and this is slide number three, days on market in Glenmore, you know, back in 2018, we were over 180 days, which is quite a bit. But the last three years... 21, 22, and 23, it wasn't much over six. So it was, it was five or six. So it went from 2008, just think about that. It went from 2018 of 180 days on the market to 2021, somewhere around, I got to look at my exact number, somewhere around six or seven days on market. Way, way below 2020, which was the COVID uh, V impact. But that's a huge jump in one, two, three years, it jumped from 180 some odd days to seven. What do you attribute that to? I, I well, I, I, think, I think when we get into the uh, new construction, I think there was a lot of new construction happening around, around 2019, 2020. It rejuvenated the subdivision. I think people came in it. I think in COVID, people were trying to get out of where they were into something that was a little bit more... Um, it had more open space, right? People, you can walk, you can play golf, you can do all this stuff. But look, at the end of the day, I live and have been living since 1987 in an HOA. Raised both our kids there. We swam. They had all these thing parks to play in. So they had all these amenities. So I think that was the big jump. And uh, But that, that, that's a substantial um, drop in days on market. I mean, it went from... 180 to, to seven. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. 180 to seven. Yeah. 
Well, I'd have to look in my little cork book to give you the exact numbers on it, but it went from, hold on a second, I'll tell you. 188 and 18. 188 days on market in 2018. And then, sorry, 21 was 12. Then it goes 5 and 4. 5 and 22, 4 and 23. So it jumped, it, it went down from 188 to 12 between 2018 and 2021. I was having this conversation with Lisa Lyons. I don't think there is a neighborhood in central Virginia that someone can point to or identify that has had an about face like this neighborhood. Yeah, because, I mean, I, I built the first, one of the first houses in there, um, and it went up, then it flat. So that subdivision has historically done a little bit of a roller coaster. I think you're going to see it flat out. You know, I don't. I don't think you're going to start going to these 180 days kind of kind of thing. Um, but I didn't get a chance to actually look at what was active. I got pending. it. Well, I'm going to queue it up. I actually look at it like probably eight times a day. You do. Well, let me look at it on my end while, while you take a look at some of the uh, questions. Out you there. got uh, one on Carroll Creek at 995, and that's it. Then you got two new constructions with some uh, floor plans. I mean, maybe you call them paper houses. You got one listing in um, 800 and roughly 50 unit neighborhood. So that's the other thing. You would know this more than I do. I think it doubled also. Didn't it, how much did it increase from 2018 and now because 2018 when we get to the new construction numbers is when new construction picked back up well 18 19 in that in that one of the partners of this program stanley martin which we love Mm -hmm. existing homeowners you got also ferndown lane and farrington road that folks are highlighting yeah um so you have three active listings in an 850 unit neighborhood but Stanley Martin, one of the partners of this program, anyone that owned existing construction within Glenmore should be sending Stanley Martin Christmas cards, bouquets, and Christmas gifts. Well, that's interesting, and, and, I'm, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm killing... Um, and Brittany Gray, I'm giving you some props over here. And I'm killing uh, poor Judah here. So let me... Uh... Because Stanley Martin, undoubtedly, with their new construction product, which is fantastic. Brittany, it's beautiful, beautiful product. But that new construction product came in at a price point that was fair and reasonable, but undoubtedly rose the price points and values of existing within the neighborhood. So, Judah, and I I love you, man, and I apologize I'm doing this to you, Um, but I'm going to do it anyway. So the uh, new construction Glenmore, it'll be slide number four in the Glenmore zip file, right? So 2023... So it's interesting. Remember, existing was negative eight mm-hmm. percent. New construction's up eight percent. So we're seventy k higher above twenty twenty two. Give them the actual value dollar. One million two hundred and twenty. The, the, the last six months, the median median in the neighborhood for new construction. Uh, hundred and one million twenty two. Last year it was eight ninety. Here's the thing, though: the volume is is dropping. Well, right, you know why the volume? There's, there's nothing left. Because they've sold out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that's why the volumes dropped. They've sold out. I'm of not the new wearing any socks, but I'll give yeah. you my Captain Obvious yeah, socks. They like. sold out. Yeah. So there was only nine closings. 
right? But last year was 18. So that new construction is literally driving yeah. value for existing, especially since the new construction has sold out. So I built a couple of subdivisions in my life, know a little bit about this. So what generally happens is this cycle, right? The cycle comes Fire, in. Right? Yeah, the cycle comes in, right? New construction ramps up. People are buying new construction. If you have a new construction home and we're not built out yet, it becomes a little bit more difficult to sell unless you have a buyer who wants to get in it immediately, who does not want to wait to four months, six months, whatever it might be. Then, there's, then the, the scale starts shifting. And that's where you're now at Glenmore, right? Where the scale starts shifting, where you do not have any, have any more construction. Your value's there, though, right? Because they're adding to the value mixture, which is only going to drive up. So I'm really, really, really curious on what quarter three and quarter four is going to look like at Glenmore. And it probably is that one million plus or minus is going to probably skew those numbers a little bit to make that. I, I don't think you're going to be so upside down in existing versus that. But because, anyway. You know, the new construction, which is beautiful and gorgeous. Brittany, the new construction and multiple Stanley Martin watch in here is absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. But you're talking, you know, 2,500 to 3,400, right? Square feet for the new construction. Yeah, sure. And smaller lots where the existing construction And you're talking, is, uh, you're talking 200 plus or minus 200 grand more. Right. And the existing construction is 2x the square feet on bigger lots with brick Georgians and more bedrooms and more bathrooms. So and, clearly the new construction one is going to drive the, the other, price of existing. I'm a new construction guy, you know that. But one of the downsides of the difficulty when they're starting to do that is people also don't want to be in a construction site. right? So, so that kind of peels some folks off to existing. But you're now right now at a point where Glenmore is that, you know, I think I think you've said it, right? It's done, right? You're not gonna oh. you're not gonna see any more it's new existing now. Yeah, yeah. You're not gonna see any more new subdivisions being attached to it. You're not gonna see it grow anymore. But I'm really curious because I haven't done the math. Jeff Gaffney, jump in here. And uh, either Jeff Ken or Lindsay or, Beltron or Brit Brittany or anybody. Yeah. How you know, since two thousand and eighteen, how much more homes did Glenmore grow, right? So what was it before the construction up, new construction uptake? So, I mean, Bernie would now? know this. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know the numbers off the top of my head uh, to go ahead and do that. But, um, yeah, so new con you're 100% right. New construction. And here's another thing to consider. As that new construction I'm closes. I'm slides, by the way. As the new construction closes in this neighborhood, and that new construction then starts to age. So it closed in 2022. It well, you're closed have, in 2021. Have, that uh, new construction is going to be a cop, and it's not going to be seen as new construction anymore. Our chemistry is working because you're going to have Woody sitting in my seat on Friday because when I'm He's out, watching. I'm out doing that, and that would be a really good thing for you two guys to talk about is you know what the what the impacts of new construction are on the on the uh, appraised values. Uh, for for homes because eventually new construction even if it's yeah Woody might want to chime into that because I don't I don't know when there's the magic moment that it stops being new construction as far as value goes to existing I don't know if it's the day it closes I don't I, I don't I, I don't profess to be an appraiser so I just don't quite 
there may be a lag time. Would love the knowledge on that. There, yeah, yeah. So that would be a woody question. If but I would imagine if something closes in 2020 or 2021, then the buyer's not going to see that as new construction anymore. Like if someone buys a car and they drive it off a lot, that car, yeah, I know it's not an apples to apples yeah, comparison, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's perception. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. perception is paramount. And so the question becomes is when does it stop being new construction? That's my point. You know, is it one year after it closes? Is it two years? My, my simple little brain would be one year only because it ties with the state law that, that the builder has to warranty it for one year after that. So I would think in year number two, it stops being "quote unquote" new construction. It goes in, but that's a woody question. I, I, that's above my pay grade. You know, I'm just a guy that makes pretty color charts. They uh, stayed at a Holiday Inn. Kevin Yancey, we'll get to your question here hey, in a matter Kevin. of moments. Be safe out there, Kevin. What's he doing? What's Kevin doing? He drives oh, driving. Drives, drives a rig. Okay. Big be, rig. Be safe driving, Kevin. Um, absolutely. Kevin says, I don't understand the position of Fluvanna County on new development other than the lake. What other sizable subdivisions do they have, especially away from the lake? I, I don't think they have any. No. And you're, look, the only one is Colonial Circle. It's 325 units. 125 are apartments. Uh, Stanley Martin Homes is doing the other 200. Um, so it's in the middle of the development phases, which they've got a ton of work left. You know, infrastructure, water booster pumps, sewer pumps, yada, yada, yada. You know, I don't, I don't know when they're going to go vertical uh, on it, but they're doing all the horizontal work, and that's a tremendous amount of work to do, uh, do on it. Other than that, um, that's it. You might see a couple of buy rights pop up. You know, these are like five lots or less, um, which do not have to go through the rezoning process, but the reality of it is... Um, you're not going to see anybody wanting to run a new subdivision through Fulvana County. Green County is going to be your rock star. And I've been saying this from time to time, uh, from a long time. Uh, I know they got about 15 to 1,800 lots in the pipeline in different phases at the moment. Some, some say a little bit more, a little bit less. But you're probably going to have somewhere around 2,000 plus or minus lots that are going to kind of start generating themselves you know coming online 12 24 36 48 months as they work themselves through either the site plan process or the rezoning process or anything like that then i think you're going to see a pause in well, green, green county Ca green county from the you know the folks i'm talking to which have come on real talk um are with what they got in the pipeline, once this pipeline is done uh, being a pipeline, they're at capacity. Well, I don't, yeah, so you're talking about like water and sewer capacity and different things no, or I'm just overall capacity? Overall housing yeah, capacity. Yeah, I, 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 think, I think what's going to happen is when you start getting that kind of, of, of lots in the ground and homes in the ground. You're going to start getting... Uh, NIMBYs are going to start. Yeah, dude. Yeah, you're you're, you're going to already start seeing that, I yeah. think. Yeah. But the, but the point is... You've got that many homes, new homes coming online, which is going to super impact in a positive way, as far as inventory goes, the market. I think, I think if you, I think Greene County was to Central Virginia in 2018 what Augusta County is in 2024, 2025. Augusta County, and you got a champion of Augusta here and yeah, John it, Blair watching the yeah, program. Yeah, it, it'll depend. It'll depend. So Augusta County, and I haven't had a chance to dig into that, um, 
But Augusta and the other side of the hill is still got projects coming out of the ground. Yeah, at, at a, and the dirt's cheap. Well, there's that too, but the process is a little bit smoother, right? So the rezoning process from point A to point B and the site plan process from point A to point B, the timeline's considerably shorter. Can't tell you exactly, but my suspicion is it's anywhere between half or a little bit more than half of the timeline that it'll take to do Albemarle County. And I think I'm being a bit conservative there on that, on that end of it. So c- clearly that's where the that's where the Stanley Martins of the world going to go. That's where they're going to go. That's where they're going to go. I got a client that was looking to do land acquisition and development for a business we're bringing to market. Mm-hmm. So it was going to be land acquisition and then building kind of like a 15,000 square foot box. We went down the road. I, Extremely got well capitalized, this client. Extremely well capitalized. I've been there, got the T-shirt. You got a turnaround time. What do you think the turnaround time? You got to give me the jurisdiction. Almore County. Okay. What do you think the turnaround time? Uh, land acquisition, plans, approval, site work. Take the box, bring it to market, open the doors, and start earning some income. Is it zoned? It, it would need some tweaking of the zoning. So it's got to go to the rezoning process. We need some tweaking of the zoning. What do you think the timeline, the GC, the engineer, me, and everybody else, let them know? I'm probably going to have an eight in my age by the time that it, it happens. We told them it was going to be... About con- five to ten years. Conservatively, yeah. four years. Yeah. No. And guess what we're doing now? Buy right. Yeah. So So... So let's so so let's dissect that for a second, right? Top the top on a buy right. Yeah, yeah. It's the path of least resistance. Exactly. Right. And that's why, and this came up in a meeting that I had with some heavy hitters. That's why people are overpaying for existing construction, overpaying for commercial, because the path of least resistance is to overpay for something sure. commercial. Sure. Pop the top or leverage the existing zoning sure. to come to reality, come to market with a business. Sure. Or end up buying an existing structure and modify the existing Bingo. structure. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that's it. So why this? And we're not going to be dwelling into commercial. Uh, that's why this 12th is so important with Albemarle County and the developer incentive. Look, my little cork book, all a developer wants, a reputable developer, is give me the rules. And don't change them. And don't change them. Yeah. Right. But the moment that you, that's the reason I asked you the question, the moment you entered the word zoning into it or rezoning or having, that means it's a political process at that point. So you got a political process. But even, Jerry, I can tell you that. I can look you dead in the face. Even if it was zoned right, your four years were light. Right. And, and even if you didn't have to go through that, your four years were light. Right. And I let them know. What is, what, how much of new construction is red tape? 20, 24%. 24%. Let's uh, call it 25%. Make life simple. Wow. Jeremy Rowe, welcome to the program. Hey, and we got a fantastic agent um, watching the program in Jody Lynn Seip. Um, Jeremy says... Hey, Jeremy. Jeremy, I love you. Jeremy Rose from Goosehead and the Jeremy Rowe Agency. Let me get to the comment. The comments are coming in faster than I can possibly keep up on today's program, um, which is fantastic. I'm going to have to bust out my phone. Uh, We'll give a little bit more insight on that project that we're working on here in a matter of moments. Um, But first, let me give Jeremy Rowe... 
He says, I've got someone now that has land ready to go, Jody Lynn Sipe, uh, single family houses in Fishersville, already zoned, waiting on a builder um, in Fishersville, literally right now. And so then Jody, Jody Lynn Sipe jumps in the mix and says, Jeremy Rowe, we sure do thank you for this mention. She loves the program as well. So I know Jody well. She's an excellent rock star of an agent on the other side of the hill. The first question I would ask, A, does it have central, waters, uh, central water and central sewer on it? Because if it doesn't, that's probably going to take a lot of people out of the running that would be interested in it. Um, and the lot sizes and so forth and so on. So, you know, we, we, we can do that. But J Jody and I know each other, so she can reach out. And, you know, if it's got central water and sewer on it... Um, and accessibility, I, I think there's a buyer out there that we can find for her. Uh, Jody, thank you for watching the program. Let's see if we can make a deal in the comment section right now. Thank you for yeah. watching. If, I, if it's the parcel, I think it is. I do not think it has water and sewer to it. Um, another thing that came up in this project was site work. Mm -hmm. And the difficulty and yeah. the cost of doing site work and how it's constantly and always underestimated by folks looking to bring something to market. Um, and I'm sitting across from a GC and a structural engineer. I got my client over there. I got the architect over there. I got the attorney over there. And someone's got a vision. And then someone's got the reality. And site work should never be um, undervalued or underappreciated, the difficulty of doing site work. Well, the problem with the site work end of it is, is it's, you, you can do the mechanics of it. But then as you get into the process. There it is. All of a sudden, there's rules change back to my cork book, right? And now you got to change it in, in, in the middle of it. The person that was, should have been sitting at that table also was, a, was a, somebody like Justin Shimp. We had one. Okay, got it. So you have a civil person at the thing. And I've learned because I've been doing what you've been talking about for three decades is when somebody starts throwing out numbers, I usually double them on the site work. And time, triple them. Time triple them, but from a cost of what they call a COD, cost of development, if everybody's telling me it's a hundred grand, I'm going, it's two hundred grand. Uh, Neil Williamson, unpacking the unintended consequences of delayed rezoning. Yeah. Rezoning usually is to better agree with the community vetted comprehensive plan. Going by right means you get lower density and less of the design standards the community seeks. You don't, you, you don't the the community gets zero. Involvement in Byrack. In Byrack. Yeah. Zero. And that's why investors are currently in today's market overpaying for existing commercial. Because they would yeah. rather just overpay instead of dealing with the BS. That's, and also, there's another factor to it, too, because that's where you got to bring you know, all these expertise to the table. If I'm buying an existing building and I got to renovate it, you got to understand that world. Right, and that may cost you way more, but yeah, it's, it, it becomes an ROI. It becomes a math problem at that point, right? Can I get this business up and running in twelve months instead of six, four years and 60, 60 months, right. right? Instead of sixty months. Look, I mean, I tell the story all the time. It's what happened to me. It's how I lost all the thing we had. It took too long, and the market changed, and I brought everything to the market, spent all my money, and the market went. That if you go take a look at that 2003 to 2023, you see that little drop way down here at the time of great unpleasantness. Well, that's what happened. It went from here to there, and then back up to back up to here again. That was literally what I relayed to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Time is not your friend. Right. Time is not and, your friend. And you know where we saw it? We saw it during COVID. Yeah, time is not your Look friend. Look at what cost of yeah. goods and the labor market, labor market did and the interest rate environment did. In COVID, in what, 18 months? 20, 24 months? 36 months? In 36 months, cost of goods, labor market, and interest rate market completely changed. Yeah. Look, I, I think, you know, the, the whole beginning of this conversation was all about, um, you know, will the zoning rewrite uh, depending on the side of the fence you're on and negatively or positively impact HOA properties? The, the answer is yes. The HOA properties are going to continue to grow in their value and they're, you know, 37%. You know, it, it, it's just going to continue to grow. I just, I really believe... At the progress watching you. The quote... Um, Neil Williamson, this this is going to be a project by project basis, and it's going to take a very long time to impact it. And who knows, this may this may get all approved and get put in, and it may end up hitting the brakes just like it did in Arlington. Um, John Snow, hello. Hey, John. Uh, Mark McKenney, hello from the Crozet Community Advisory Committee. Um, Jen Finazzo, qué pasa, cómo estás? We love Gloria Stefan. Uh, Georgia Gilmer, hello. Welcome to the show. You got uh, Nathan King watching. Bob Yarborough, the king of Redfields, one of the best and hottest HOA neighborhoods, Redfields, my former stopping grounds. Um, Juan Sarmiento, Jamie Turner, the real estate investor, Scott Aaronworth in Virginia Beach, folks from four states watching the show so as we speak. Back to Glenmore, right? Yeah. You talked about the three that were on the market. There's 12 pending. So that tells a bigger story, right? Yeah. So there's there's... Three on the market, twelve pending. And the pending. Would you want to? Would you want to take a gander on what the pending median median price is? I'd say between one four and one six. One two. Yeah, you got one that's skewing it. Now the, the, the average is one one. You, you know the way the way I look at these averages and these medians. What's just, the average? The average is between one four and one six. No. What's the average? The average is one one two nine two. Okay. The median is one two six nine. Okay. The max is two. The two low is the one that the low is eight. The nine. The, excuse me, nine. The one that's two. I know this home intimately. Is probably top four priciest one in the neighborhood. Top three. You got some on Carroll Creek because of the land that are pricier than this one. But the two that's under contract right now is in phase one on Cambridge Hill. It's about eight thousand square feet. This was Kessler's. Choice Street in Phase One. Frank Kessler, when developing the neighborhood, seven thousand eight hundred and eighty-one square feet. That's pretty damn close. Five bedroom, five and a half bath. So when I look at average, just so that you know, when I look at average and median, I tour that. When they're kind of close, which they are now, that's really telling me that's where the market is, right? You know, when it's when it, you know when your average and your medium is awfully close, you don't have these huge swings between the two. Um, that's telling you. So I think I think once these suckers close, once these homes close, I shouldn't say that. Once these homes close, um, it's your drive value is even higher. Well, that's the reason I was said earlier. Q3 I think when we go three and three, four, you're going to see everything I just talked about on existing change. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah, I've and been talking about that with four, the misses. Four, four days on market, by the way. Median four days on market. Medium four right. days on market. Independent, 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 independent. But look at the absorption, right? So I look at absorption rate. 
And what an absorption rate is, is how many homes are currently on the market in the neighborhood versus the pending. So we got three on the market, which, oh, by the way, uh, two of them are new construction, if I'm not mistaken, right? Uh, uh, I can tell you right now. Hold on a second. I, I can, I can, no, I'm sorry. I'm open. sorry. None of them are new construction. I got no new construction. Uh, I, I'm looking, I'm, what I'm looking at right now is no new construction. You got a uh, new construction paper houses on Gray Heron Road at 13899 and nine Gray Heron Road, lot A and nine Gray Heron Road, lot B. Well, I'm seeing something a little bit different. TJ South made, made, I'm butchering his last name, but Ness has got two. Paper houses literally on the MLS right now. I'm looking at them. Yeah, that may be. I don't have the comings. I don't, well, I'm, I'm looking at existing at the moment. So let's just look at existing on a moment because I have to go back and change a bunch of stuff. As you know, this ends a little bit more clunkier than, than your end. But that's an absorption. That's a pretty darn good absorption rate right so you know if you have something on the market that is priced right now i mean put it in perspective no 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 no, no, no. let me get this out you've got one that's on the market for 109 days which one is that you're talking uh 3428 carroll creek road that's exactly what 3428 carroll creek road i know it intimately that one has had a price drop it came out of the gates and i'm not trying to throw shade at anyone but it was mispriced out of the gates that's not an uncommon Mispriced out of the gates because they were trying to capitalize on the momentum within the neighborhood. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. But you but also got one on Farringdon Road that's getting a little longer on the tooth uh, based on DOMs that have sold over the last 12 to 18 months. Yeah. So looking at what the average days on market, is, medium days on market is, and looking at the three that's on the market, there's some issues there, right? It's either. It's, I think it's price. it's in the right it's in the right location. Yeah. We know that, right? It's price. It's probably price, yeah. but also could be features and condition, right? You know, it could be. I mean, I don't know. Patty could be, Patty Rowe on Heathcote had one listed at one two seven five, and Patty, you did a hell of a job on this one at one two seven five. I believe you're watching here. I gave you props via DM on this, Patty Rowe. But, but she had that under contract in like thirty some days. So there's locations, and then within the locations, micro locations. So it really depends on on where it is uh, on it. But you know, it's a uh, the, the absorption rate is about seventy five percent on that. So it it's and and to be honest with you, I think uh, I think some of these other three that are on the market, either they need to get some price adjustments, or they probably need to start looking at what's going on inside as far as features and conditions. But I don't know the properties intimately, so I can't I can't speak to that. But that's a pretty I've awesome. I've got eyeballs and boots within those properties. Yeah, got it. Yeah, yeah. So that's a pretty that's a pretty uh, pretty healthy absorption rate. If you want to put a house on the market, if it's priced right, it's in the right location within Glenmore. Price right, right features, right can right condition. It'll move pretty darn quickly. Jeremy Rowe says, "There's one I can think of. It was a model home, if that counts, Keith, in that Fishersville area, on the other side of the hill." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, I've got Glenmore in front of me at the moment, uh, but back to the project on the other side. If it has water and sewer, it'll sell uh, or access to it, and that's generally where the hiccup. Back to your development costs. That's where the hiccups. Dude, you got a Come boatload in. of agents here. Yeah. Um, Thank you. Jason Howard, as far as properties that connect to city water in the city and urban ring, is there somewhere you can look and see what capacity there is for providing water? Dang, I just... 
Oh, Jeremy says that was Glenmore. Um, it was a model home. I know the home exactly okay, that you're looking it. about, um, Jeremy. Don't I've, confuse me with the facts. I've, I've walked through that one. You're talking Carroll Creek Road over there, Jeremy. I've walked through that one many times. So the question is, is does the Ravana Service Authority has the capacity to expand or to grow? And that's, that is, when you're developing 101, that is literally the first thing you look at. Yeah. Where's my water and sewer? Does the, does the authority, whoever that might be, have the capacity to serve, right, and have the capability to serve. So there's capacity and capability. So capacity is, is okay, um, Lake Monticello, let's use that as an example. Lake Monticello has an extra 500,000 gallons of water of capacity. It currently uses about 500,000, round numbers, right? It has, so what it does, 500,000 gallons of water a day, it processes and puts back into the river. It actually doesn't send, send out. On the flip side of that, it does. it's getting close to capacity on the sewer side, right? But then you have your conveyance systems. Do I have enough pressure? Do, do I have enough pump stations, sewer pump stations, all that kind of great stuff? So I've got capacity, but can I, do I have my capability? Is it capable? And then the question is, is, okay, Mr. Developer, good luck on paying for that, right? Then the developer needs to pay for it. Then there's a negotiation between the service authority and the developer about connection. It's a very complicated process. But the first thing you look at is, how, do I have water and sewer capacity? Do they have the capability to, to serve? Is it connect is it adjacent to my property and if it isn't adjacent to my property how far is it and how much is it going to cost me to get it to the property i think you just answered jason howard's question rio roads finest as far as properties that connect to city water in the city and urban ring is there somewhere you can look and see what capacity there is for R providing water service and treating authority. wastewater how many structures can you add before the infrastructure isn't yeah. there ravana service authority you can yeah. pick up the phone and call them it's it's going to take a while, but you can reach out to them and, and say, okay, what is your current capacity? What is your growth? It's, a, it's also a huge math formula, right? Because if you're approving a project, they don't expect 2,000 or 1,000 or 100 homes all to get built and turned on at the same time. So there's a, there's a, a system, a, a, a mathematical equation that they use versus their upgrades. A lot, a lot of folks don't realize that organization on the down low is extremely powerful and influential. Well, it's, yeah, without doubt. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it determines, you don't have where, any, determines you don't, where housing goes. If you don't have water and sewer. You don't have houses. You don't have, well, that's, 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 that's. It'll be more challenging. Maybe yes and maybe no yes, right? Because you can go to your, a lot of jurisdictions got away from the traditional two-acre subdivision, right? I built one of the last two, Two, minimum two-acre subdivisions in Fulvana County. With two acres or somewhere around there, you can start, talk, you can start putting a well on a site and you can start putting uh, your on-site septic system on it. But most jurisdictions have said, if you're over five, you can't do that anymore. You need to do either cluster developments or you know, smaller lots. You need to have water and sewer. So the jurisdictions have added these restrictions. Neil Williams said, Ravana Water and Sewer Authority has two customers, Almoro County and the city of Charlottesville. Correct. Um, Almoro County Service Authority, he also puts in the feed. Free Enterprise Forum is his yeah. website. He's El Presidente. But that's who you need to talk to to find out. At Lake Monticello, it's a private company called Aquasource. But you, you need to call them and say, okay, tell me about your capacity to serve.
Uh, but, it, you know, development 101, you know, me and you are going to get together and do a project in green. First thing we're going to do is start sitting down and saying, what's your capacity? Once we got through the zoning end of it, right, we know what we're doing there, is where we are with the water and sewer, where we are with the road infrastructure, so forth and so on. I love it. Dude, mm -hmm. this is, show is in Fuego. Fuego. I think that means fire. In Fuego. Hey, you know who's in Fuego? Who? Judah Wickhauer is always Judah in Fuego. Wickhauer. He's got a new shirt on. Judah, thank you. For his birthday. Welcome. That's a birthday gift? A birthday gift. Look at you, shirt. huh? Looking okay. sharp. Thank you, Judah. I threw this at you hard, late and hard, so thank you very much. Looks like a no J. Problem. Crew model over there, Judah Wickhauer. <laughs> you want to show everyone the shirt? I think he's just a model, period. Uh, a button-down shirt of tremendous portion. Dude. One of the best ones you've done today. Oh, hush. Sincerely. No, I just... I see... I, I mean, did you I see love, my fingers? Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I know. For those, those who... I can't keep up. ...don't know, all I get to do is sit here and... and I was going to say think, but that's, sometimes that's questionable, um, is talk, right? But you're doing... I mean, when I watch your fingers fly, then I know... I didn't even get to them all. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Lindsay uh, Beltron, um, we appreciate you watching the program over there. Realtor with Avenue. Um, any closing thoughts over there, Keith Smith? No, I, I, I just, um, I, I love, you know, I love this, this July thing. We start looking at all the numbers for the first half of the year Me because too. we kind of got, you know, typically the first, if you look at that 20, and we'll post it, you look at that 20-year, quarter over a quarter, year over year uh, graph that I created, you can pretty much see the first quarter is generally a little slower, second quarter is a little up, Third quarter kind of drops, drops a little, little bit, uh, and then the fourth quarter usually drops a little bit more. And for those who are questioning me why I think we're going to be closer to 2016, just look at the 2016 chart there. I'm not that smart. I just like see pretty colors You're and go. Smart. And go. <clears throat> You're very smart. <laughs> but if you look at, look at where that is and look at where we are now and just draw a couple of straight lines across it goes oh so that's where we're going to be we will be at two i think 2016 plus or minus uh uh volumes so just take a look at those numbers in 2016 and and that's what we're going to probably see uh, uh, at the end of this quarter if i did not get to your comments it's not because i don't love you it's because yeah, we are Smith out of, doesn't answer quick fast, We are right? literally out of time. Um, it is 11:31. Well, we're we're more than out of time because oh. I'm supposed to stop at, at 11:15. Uh, so. Actually, 12. Actually, it's 11. 11. Yeah, it's 11. I'm, I'm two xing the time here. Oh, yeah. thank you. That's because yeah. you love me. It's actually 11, um, and that's because we provide valuable data. Um, all right. Is that because you love me? I, there's some of that too. Oh, some geez. of that too. I mean, I love real estate. Yeah. I'm passionate about it. I can tell. Um, Keith Smith. Thank you, everybody. Power. Yeah, absolutely. Keith Have a great Smith. day. Have a great week. Denver Riggleman in 58 minutes on the I Love Seville show, a former, former United States congressman. Real talk presented by Keller Williams Alliance and, yes, Realty Partners. If you need someone to buy or sell your house or help you buy or sell your house, Keith and Jonas Smith. Real Talk with Keith Smith, pull down the Partners tab, and you will see Please. a trusted list of businesses that you can count on. If you want to get across the finish line, those are the folks to do it. Keith Smith, Judah Wickhauer, Real Talk. You guys have a good morning. Take care. Dude, you're talking about, and Keith, Judah, we're going to get off air here. You're talking about a top 10 show right now.